You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Blake Ritterman, and... Teresa Curley. <laughs> we'll work on that, Teresa. <laughs> It's good to have <laughs> have you guys listening, and uh, just such a pleasure to be present here. We had a great conversation with uh, Father Bob Kranz from Alexandria, South Dakota, speaking of the Fatima Family Shrine. And uh, the month of October is here, and uh, the theme of Our Lady of the Rosary. Um, and uh, the month of October has always been dedicated to, uh, to the Rosary, devotion of the Rosary. Um, and today we have uh, two special guests with us, Father Gerard Braun, and Tiffany Wynn um, from St. Anthony's Parish here in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, to speak to us a little bit about um, maybe an unknown apparition, if you will, an unknown uh, devotion to Our Lady for the people of, of Vietnam. Um, but first off, uh, Father, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, and, uh, and, and Tiffany, after Father, you could do the same. Yes, I'm Father Gerard Braun. I've been um, pastor now at St. Anthony's in Padua, Padua for the past year and a half or so. I uh, grew up in North Dakota, Jamestown, ordained in 85, and so blessed to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Father. It's blessed to have you here. Little known fact, I was at St. Michael's for a, for a time when, when Father Braun was there, so he's, yes. a, he's definitely a blessing to our family, so it's yeah. good to have you in Thank studio you. today. And Tiffany, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Tiffany Wynn, and I'm a resident of uh, Fargo, North Dakota. I'm a parishioner of St. Anthony about uh, 30 years. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. That's wonderful, Tiffany. Well, we definitely appreciate your presence. And I'm looking so forward to, to learning more about Our Lady of Levang. Am I saying that correctly? Okay. Well, great. Well, tell us a little bit about who is Our Lady of Levang. Uh, Our Lady of Levang is a Vietnamese preferred to Đức Mẹ La Vang, referred to a reporter, Mary Ann apparition at a time when Catholics were persecuted and killed in Vietnam. Oh my goodness. So at a time of great persecution, Our Lady appears smack dab in the middle of it. Yes. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. So what was, what was the persecution? There was um, different emperors who basically uh, were against the Catholics, especially around 1825, the increased uh, persecutions, um, or excuse me, around the 1700s. But then in um, 1797, a number of them escaped into the village, uh, from the villages to uh, the deep forest part of the Quang um, Trai province. And um, they were hiding there, but it was cold. That's um, hard to imagine for North Dakotans. Vietnam would be cold, <laughs> but it was cold in the evenings and uh, very difficult, dangerous animals. Um, they were getting sick and starvation. So in 1797... 1798 or so, um, Our Lady appeared to these women um, and men hiding in the jungle. And um, along with little baby Jesus she was holding, and then two angels, which some descriptions were like two little boys with torches. But they, um, they appeared to them, and our mother spoke to the, to the um, refugees out there hiding in the forest that they were to take some of the leaves of these trees. And that's, in fact, where they think the name Lavang comes from, a derivative of the type of leaf that comes from these mm -hmm. trees, but also it means to cry out. Um, crying out is also a, a part of the name of... So these are the women and men of 
persecution were crying out to our Blessed Mother. They prayed the rosary every day around the tree. And uh, one day then this Marian was in the tree coming down and, and spoke to them about boiling these leaves and it helped them cure. So um, they came out of the forests then uh, later on towards and began to tell the story. And so that was the beginning. <clears throat> so in Vietnam today is... Um because many probably in our listening area, myself included, have never heard of, of Our Lady LeVang. So in, uh, in Vietnam, is, is she spoke highly about and all over the place? All over. Every year at that uh, Basilica where it's a LeVang place, more than 100,000 people came there for pilgrim every year on August 15th. August 15th, the Feast yeah. of the Assumption. Yes, yes. This is a basilica in, in La Vang. La Vang, Quanti, yes. In 1961, Pope, Paul, Pope John this, uh, named it a minor basilica. Yes. So even though it's not an officially approved apparition in our church, um, and that's due to there were no really living witnesses and no documents. If they were, they were destroyed in different persecutions. But the people telling the story and then the people coming to pilgrimage there is a great witness that obviously they continue to experience miracles and uh, what not so that as she said today it's a powerful uh, feast day for the people of vietnam and uh, they're coming to um honor her on that feast day so so yeah our lady she appeared and this is what she does right this is what mary does she comes in the midst of the cross <laughs> in the midst of intense suffering what i love about um the stabat matar the Our Lady of Sorrow, she was standing, she was present in the midst of your suffering. So what does she mean to the people of Vietnam in the midst of that intense suffering? Um, and how, I guess, how does, how has that devotion grown for you in your life, Tiffany, as, as uh, you know, as you've come to America and things too? A strong uh, prayer and trust in faith that we always, Come true for all of us who need help. Maria, Our Lady of Lavang, she'll be there and pray to God for us to support and comfort us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's what she does, right? It's just such a, that's a beautiful thing. And at St. Anthony's, where you're a parishioner, um, I understand they're dedicating a statue to Our Lady of Lavang. So yeah. tell us a little, how has how that come about um, for St. Anthony's? Uh, for us, as a parishioner of St. Anthony, we are so proud of Father Ron, who have given us an opportunity, yes, that uh, uh, dedicate the place for us to have the Our Lady of Lavang at St. Anthony of Padua. We are really appreciated. Actually, um, the, the story begins farther back, uh, and uh, Janine McAllister, uh, sponsored several um, Vietnamese families to come here. I begin, I'm not sure what years that was, maybe the 7, 18, 1970s, 80s. And so the Vietnamese community at St. Anthony's began. And then she passed away, and her daughter, Bridget um, Bo Bo Bowden. Dedicated. Uh, yeah. In memory of her. In memory of her mother, uh, she purchased the statue for St. Anthony's Parish for the people of Vietnam. And so um, the statue came, and we had it dedicated just yesterday. Uh, there were four Vietnamese priests who came from St. Cloud Abbey, along with uh, some sisters and a few brothers. And then we joined together with a community of roughly, um, what, 150 or more Vietnamese in this area to have a wonderful mass yesterday at one o'clock and then 
the celebration of uh, the blessing of the statue. And now we pushed, pasted, uh, posted it, I should say. We placed Our Lady of Lavang in our baptistry. Uh, there's a small little room, our baptistry, that was created there in the front entrance of St. Anthony's. And that's where she now resides for the people to come and have the devotion. So beautiful. So is St. Anthony's kind of the home for the Vietnamese Catholic community in Fargo? Definitely, and yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So, uh, you know, just speaking of this, Father, having these um, Vietnamese people, these strong faith, you know, bringing Our Lady Levang, what are you seeing in, in your parish, if you will, um, you know, that, that witness of faith to other parishioners that may have never heard of Our Lady Levang? And, and what, it, what fruit is that bearing, I guess? Good question. Um, I, first of all, we see many of the people of Vietnam, they're praying and, um, on Sundays with us. Many of them still do not know the language very well, but they are there faithfully because it's an act of worship of our Lord. And they, the Eucharist is very central in their faith. And so even though they may not understand what I'm preaching in my homily, and I don't know if I understand, <laughs> but they do, they come because of Jesus. And, and Tiffany, you and your husband and your mother come every morning for daily Mass at 620 you start leading the rosary at 6.25 a.m. every morning. And uh, or some of the people that would gather with you. And, and so yesterday when we had the dedication, um, I'd invited members of our parish. And so there were a handful of folks there who did come to participate in the Mass and pray with. Um, so that the sense of that international, I'll call it international, but the universal mm. body of Christ, of all faiths, of all, of all excuse me, of all countries, and uh, of different nations and peoples coming together to to worship our Lord, it was a it's a great witness. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fruits of that, I think, are hard to point out right now, other than just the joy of the people uh, and their being able to come and gather there. Yes, for the dedication of the statue, but um, twice a year, um, Tiffany will um, organize. She's a great uh, community organizer for all the Vietnamese. Right, and you can talk about that. You have them come when, Tiffany? Uh, at, uh, now we'll be able to uh, have uh, Christmas, Easter, Vietnamese New Year, and uh, different uh, occasion if we could. We'd like to, but the three main Christmas, Easter, and Vietnamese New Year's. And that's when these priests from Vietnam will come up? Yes. From uh, they go to school at St. John Abbey, mm -hmm. and we have a connection, so... They, uh, we invite them, we ask them to come, and they, they love to come. That's wonderful. So bringing that, that community of faith uh, together as well. And I, you know, just kind of what you were saying, Father, about not necessarily knowing the language completely, but through the liturgy, through just basic devotion, um, there's this commonality of faith, right, that we can bring people from all over the world to the altar, <laughs> to Jesus, and it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is there. Mm -hmm. So it's just, a, it's a beautiful witness. We're talking with uh, Father Gerard Braun and Tiffany Wynn from St. Anthony's Parish here in Fargo. Um, and they're talking to us a little bit about Our Lady of Lavang um, uh, from Vietnam. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about just how Our Lady helps us in the midst of persecution and a little bit about the Vietnamese martyrs too as, as a witness of faith um, to, to the Universal Church. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you. And, and so that was my first introduction to the Real Presence. It's been, it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which, which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for... A new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am your host, uh, Blake Ritterman. And I'm Teresa Curley. And we're coming to you live from the Fargo studios. Um, hope everyone's having a wonderful day today as we kick off the week. Um, we're continuing our conversation with uh, Father Gerard Braun and Tiffany Wynn um, from St. Anthony of Padua Parish here in Fargo, North Dakota. And we're talking about um, Our Lady of Lavang, um, who, uh, just to recap, she... You know, there's an intense persecution um, in the 18th century. Um, the people of Vietnam, of, of the Catholic faith, the Christian faith at that time, and in the midst of that suffering, Our Lady appears. So, so Tiffany, you know, when Our Lady appeared, there's some severe persecutions. People are dying. People are suffering. Um, talk a little bit. How did Our Lady help the Vietnamese people through these persecutions? Um, during the persecution. The people have run and hide away in the jungle, like Father said earlier. They starve and they lack of food, they sickness and all kind of things. But she appear and tell them, the Father just said earlier, a type of leaves, take it and boil it up and drink it to help it. And soon after that, the persecution is end. It's a miracle right there. 
and not too long after that persecu- persecution is over its end mm-hmm. so people go back to their life and go back to the city at that time they built their first chapel there in 1798 So Andrew, St. Andrew, Jungluck, yes. and companions, some 117 yes. martyrs on the Vietnamese faith, for the faith of, uh, of our Lord, um, were beatified by Pope. What, what year was that? Uh, St. John Paul II, I believe, in the, the early 2000s. I okay. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't know for sure. But all of these witness witnesses, that's the word martyr comes from, is, mm-hmm. is witnesses uh, to the faith as well. Um, so as generations passed from the persecution, yes. Tiffany, um, the faith is strong, strong. <laughs> in in Vietnam, and it's you know it's it's witnessing to the people here that when you've come to to America, so how was that? Because it's the persecution hasn't ended in a lot of ways. It, it's coming in different ways um, as well. I think for all of us as we live in uh, uh, in the world today, I guess so. So how has Our Lady? And these witnesses of those martyrs, I guess, carried the faith, um, you know, in the midst of persecution. I, I, I think in my point of view is uh, Catholic are strong no matter what country you are, you know. So just pray and there will be the answer for it. Catholic are very strong, so we need to be pray and strong faith. Mm-hmm. Right. So it will help. Wonderful. And... Uh, You know, one thing, too, is Our Lady of Lavang is not just for the Vietnamese people. She's definitely special to the Vietnamese people. So I'm so pleased to hear that there is a, there's a statue in, in St. Anthony's that, that people can, can venerate and see and, and, pray, and pray to Our Lady of Lavang. Um, Mary is universal. <laughs> she appears in all these different ways, and she inserts herself in time. In a, in a certain certain way, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Lords, Our Lady of Levang, and she and she speaks to the people so tenderly, so that they can understand, um, you know, how to get to Christ, how how to, how to get to Him as well. Um, so it's just definitely definitely a gift. So how how do you uh, um, how are I guess, how are you devoted to Our Lady of Levang? How, what are some ways that you can uh, ask Our Lady to intercede for us? To pray to Rosary and strong faith again. For them. Mm-hmm. For whatever we need, pray. Strong faith. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that originally was the, let's say, the seed of the Vietnamese people when they were persecuted, hiding in the forest, they were praying the Rosary. And... This month of the Rosary, um, October, of course, um, becomes a, a powerful witness of, like you said, Our Lady coming to us in our need. Gentle, loving voice. They described her voice as sweet and very gentle, holding this little baby Jesus. And they knew instinctively that this was our Blessed Mother. And um, the following years of following this apparition, um, the people in that whole area, many of them were Buddhist, and many of them converted to Catholicism as well. In that area, and um, 
And so the witness of that continues to unfold these martyrs, and these, these people who experience that, so that many miracles are attributed to Our Lady of Levang. Um, you know, whether they're written down officially, I'm not sure where the, the log would be, but, but they're passed on. You, Tiffany, you mentioned in California some folks who you knew of yes. celebrated a, a blessing and a, a received a, a blessings from from their intercession of our Blessed Mother, of Our Lady of Levang. And, and the miracle the family had been received, they converted to Catholic because of the Our Lady of Levang have saved their family. Mm-hmm. Yes, and many, many of other people. Yes. Yeah. I was speaking with one of the priests who is uh, from Vietnam and uh, is over here studying at St. Um, John's Abbey. And, um, but he did say uh, persecution is not rampant in the sense that there's not anybody putting being put to death as martyrs currently, but still the government uh, has a way of controlling and certain, I'm sure whatever that might mean, um, certain kinds of things can't be practiced too openly. But nonetheless, um, he seemed to be um, witnessing to the, the strength of the faith in Vietnam today and people living their faith, yeah. So, so Father, what are some ways we can take the example of the Vietnam martyrs, for instance, but really all the martyrs of the church, um, just some everyday ways we can live that spirit of martyrdom in our daily lives. Yeah, I think um, as our faith always teaches us, we, as we learn to uh, take our daily walk with Christ and not be afraid to witness that in public. Um, you know, Anything as simple as making the sign of the cross, and when we are at in a public place, that is a witness. And um, we heard of words of our Lord this past week in in our daily readings from St. Luke's Gospel, where our Lord said, "If you deny me before others, I'll deny you." In other words, if we totally reject God, and that's the sense of speak against the Holy Spirit, which means have an unrepentant heart, then we're really turning God off in our hearts. We're turning aside from him. But if we acknowledge him before others, the Lord will acknowledge us. And so the witness of martyrdom, although it's not the physical life we have to worry about, but that that being ostracized in our own culture today um, by being um, pointed out and you know, as Catholics, well, that's what we're called to do in our daily walk and not to be afraid to stand up for our faith, whether it's praying in front of the abortion mills, whether it's saying our prayers reverently in public spaces, whether it's telling folks, hey, I'm going to church this Sunday. Do you want to come along? <laughs> our neighbors or friends who aren't are reminding our, inviting our family members who are maybe falling away never to stop, not to nag, but never to stop inviting them. These are ways we must witness to our faith in tangible, concrete ways and not simply keep it to ourselves. And help order when they are in need it to prove that we are part of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To put it into practice through kindness. Yes. Works kindness, of, yes. Yeah, corporal caring. works of mercy. And caring, yes. Love and caring mm-hmm. and help them. And what a gift. Uh, and it's, it's fitting, you know, today is the Feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch and uh, his witness of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, I'm paraphrasing and but basically said, you know, I am truly Christian in these actions that I'm taking, mm-hmm. you know, not only in word, but in the action that we take. And it takes courage, doesn't it, to, to say, 
um, yes to Christ in some un- uncomfortable situations. But that's what we're called to. We're, we're called to, to say yes in that moment. Um, I'm sure Our Lady, when, she, when Gabriel appeared to her, <laughs> it was uh, um, probably an inconvenient time. There was a lot of things going on, but her yes was, was strong. And um, that's for all of us as well, is our yes um, to the Lord in these inconveniences of, of our daily life. Yeah. I think of those Vietnamese hiding in the forest and, you know, those wild creatures, whatever the poison, the sickness that came up. That, I, I, I'm more and more aware of or pondering, what, what does it take to live that? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be willing to, well, come on, what? Yeah. it's just faith. We can just set it aside and be comfortable back home. But, but when it's the faith, it's like, this is true. God is true. Our faith is not just imaginary or made up. It's real. And it's the only real thing in the end is our relationship with God. And so if, if that's real, then I'm willing to lay my life on the line because that, that's everything. It's not just a religion. It's my very core of my, my existence. I can't deny that. I can't deny God. And so that's why that martyrdom, I think, for those who have that grace of courage, the gift of the Holy Spirit, to be able to no, I'm even willing to put my life and all the suffering that comes with martyrdom for those who died on the line because this is the really true, the really real, as we say. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and it takes kind of, uh, they were in this, such a place of poverty, mm-hmm. if you will. They had nothing. Yeah. I mean, they uh, they probably felt abandoned. Their, their own government was chasing them into the jungle. Um, and in that poverty... They have that pure of heart to say, you know, uh, yes, yes, Lord. Um, so thank you, Father uh, Father Braun and Tiffany Wynn. Um, we really appreciate your witness of faith um, for, for sharing with us about Our Lady of LeVang. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk with Eric Gallagher from the Diocese of, of Sioux Falls. Um, stay with us. <laughs> 